Hello everyone, my name is Anakin Meeker and welcome back to another episode of the Anakin Meeker podcast. And today, um, I don't know, what's on my mind? What's on my mind today? Today I, I was taking my doggy out, I was taking Ruggles out. Um, I, why am I doing this voice, this fake ass voice? Like, who's taking me to yeah, What are you, a fucking TikTok AI? Jesus Christ, doing the, the fake ass voice. Sounded like an automated message. Sounded like I, sounded like I was, I was the robot that picks up the phone when you're having internet trouble. And then they do that little thing where it's like, how can I help you today? I'm Janet. And then you tell them, it's like, speak to a representative, please. Can I talk to a person? And it's like, working on it. Starts typing and shit fake typing it's like what are you what are you doing what are you talking about but but yeah i was i was pretty much what i want to talk about today is just because somebody is likable it doesn't make them right it doesn't mean that they're right now what do i mean by that i mean i mean that if for whatever reason for whatever reason and I guess it's always been this way in America because, you know, the the whole presidential situation is we just elect the person that is most likable. You just elect the person. The person that is most likable wins the race. They win. They win the presidential race. Now, I'm not calling for the end of democracy here, okay? Because I love democracy. I think it's the greatest. I think it's. I think America is the greatest country the world has ever seen. Obviously, I'm biased because I live here. But goddammit, it's my belief that this is the greatest fucking country that the world has ever seen. The greatest empire that the world has ever seen. And we're only 200 years deep. How electric is it that we get to live in this time period? It's fucking sick. And yeah, it's like I know about Epstein, I know about the the corruption, and I know about the blue-haired weirdos that I like to have sex with. But, you know, this is the greatest fucking country. But, just because somebody is likable, that doesn't make them right. That does not make them right, in the slightest. People don't seem to believe that. They don't... They don't believe that. They seem to... Just blindly follow whoever has the most charisma, or riz, or whatever the fucking term is now. I don't care. I don't know, and I don't care. Whoever has the most charisma. That seems like it's the name of the game. That seems like... What the hell? I turned my air off. Jesus Christ. One second. What the fuck is going on here? It is off. It's off. What the hell are we doing? Why are you on? Jesus Christ. Am I delusional? Maybe. Am I crazy? Maybe. I hope that didn't fuck up the focus with the camera, but I don't care. It's fine. It's fine. It's a podcast. You're here to listen, not watch. Well, maybe you're here to watch because I am incredibly attractive, incredibly charismatic, incredibly um, likable, which means I'm right according to everybody and myself. You can't help but love me, and you can't help but watch 
and see. So I'm, I apologize if this is not focused and you can't see the handsome devil sitting before you. But anyway, I forgot where I was going. I was going to make a point and then the air fucking turned on. Something I've never done to a woman is turn them on. I don't know. I don't know, but... I don't know. It just seems like people have forgotten that. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Is that the? It's the name of the game. That's the name of life. In a world dominated by freedom of speech and winners and losers, it's becoming more and more evident that if you understand people... You will win. The better you get at talking to people and interacting with people, and the more likable you come, become, the farther you're able to go. And you know who made me realize that? As sick as this is, as crazy as this is, fucking Epstein was the one that opened my eyes to that. If you throw away all the shit that he did, because... It's hell. It's terrible. It's a tragedy. It's crazy. It's madness. It's insane that that's even a thing. And that, that just got brushed under the rug. But that's not the point. The thing that he understood was that if you're charismatic enough, it doesn't matter how skilled you actually are. If you understand people, because people run the sh they run everything. Everybody's a person. Everybody's a human. Everybody has those car rides where you're going down the, the highway late at night and you're just reflecting. It's just you and your thoughts and you, you think about some embarrassing shit you did. You hit on a coworker, and you thought it was going great and then, you know, your shift swapped. <laughs> Because apparently you made her very uncomfortable. And you never got a chance to apologize. So who knows if the Me Too is going to come out. I don't know. But. <laughs> no. No, no, no. That didn't happen. That did not happen. I promise. Okay, it did. It did happen. It did happen. And I think about it a lot. And it makes me sad that I put her in that position. And, you know, it sucks. But whatever. Whatever. I'm socially awkward, Okay. Socially awkward. I didn't do anything. I didn't put my hands on her or anything. I just, you know, said I liked her. And then it was weird from then on. Because we were friends. I thought we were. And then didn't work out. Because I don't have any game. When it comes to actually loving somebody, I don't understand it. But God damn it, I can convince you that I'm a good person. <laughs> Okay, okay, enough of the self-deprecation. Let's get back on topic, back on track. But yeah, the, um, the one thing that, you know, Epstein excelled at, and the reason he was so powerful and prominent and could do what he wanted is because he understood people. Everybody goes through, everybody's a person. Somebody's up there yelling. I don't know if you heard that. Threw me for a loop. It's like, I'm yelling. They're allowed to yell too, okay? It's America. Hoorah, USA, freedom of speech. I'm allowed to scream, they're allowed to scream, we all scream together for ice cream. It's great. I love it. I love it. We have the freedom to do so. And they have the freedom to call the police and file a noise complaint 
if they so choose. But anyway, the thing that the thing that Epstein understood was people, and I feel like that's what that's the name of the whole game. That's the name of the whole just the world. If you understand how people operate, then you can win. Because whether you like it or not, somebody like Trump, somebody like our, my real president, the real president of the United States, Donald J. Trump, he's a person. He's a person. He has his beliefs. He has his values. He likes the WWE. I respect him for that. That's why he's my favorite president, because what other president is a WWE Hall of Famer? Name one. I like trailblazers. I like George Washington because he was the first president, even though he might have had slave teeth in his mouth. That's beside the point. I like... I think it was Alexander Hamilton. Was it him? That went against the Federal Reserve first? That was anti-establishment first. I like trailblazers. I like JFK. The first president to cause a conspiracy. That's why he's my favorite. I like Obama. Because of the memes he generated. Thanks, Obama. I appreciate it. You made my life worth living. (laughs) In 8th grade to... What would that be? Sophomore year. Obama, you're the GOAT. Along with these other ones, which doesn't really make you the GOAT. Thanks, Obama. And then there's Donald Trump, the first U.S. president that was, you know, um, WWE Hall of Famer. And then there was Mr. Joseph Biden, who we have currently, the first president with dementia, and I love it. I love it. I love the president of the United States. He's the first president... And I I credit Shane Gillis with this one. He's the first president that could get murdered with one hand. With with his bare hands. With somebody's bare hands. You can just gut punch the president and he'd probably die. It's a Shane Gillis bit again, as I said. Um, Yeah, those are all people. Those are all people whether you believe in their stuff or not. Those are all people. And what they figured out... Maybe they didn't, but what somebody like Epstein did, these powerful people that are actually running shit, the people that are at the top, the investors, you know, you got the, what are they, there's like four big companies, I believe, four or five, there's like, there's a handful of companies, I'll say, that basically own everything, and what they understand is people and money and greed, and that's how they're able to run shit. And if you're likable... They think you're right. If you're able to prove your point, whether it's right or wrong, if you're able to even convey what you believe, that's such a rare trait, especially now with the internet and everybody not doing face-to-face interactions. If you... There is a void of people not understanding people. And if you just put yourself in their shoes, then you can do some, well, you can do some great things, or you can do some horrific things. 
And that's your freedom to do so. I believe it's your freedom to do so. And there will be repercussions if you try and do some stupid shit. But that's your freedom. That's your God-given right to do so. If you want to come out the womb being a fucking cunt, molesting children and shit like Epstein, you know, it's it's your right, I guess. It's illegal as shit and very frowned upon, But and you shouldn't do it. God damn it, it's your freedom to do so. You have the free will. I don't believe in determinism. I think it's bullshit. Or you can do some beautiful shit. You can do some crazy things. You can do some awesome things. Like the the people that just decide one day that they're going to be, you know, a free diver. Like, one of my favorite documentaries, it was this one called My Octopus Teacher. I guess it won a bunch of awards, I think. At least one award. It won some stuff. Um, and it was about this dude that he started, he found this octopus... And he was in a bit of a depression in his life, just not really, he was in a slump. He wasn't really, you know, surviving. Not surviving. He wasn't living. He was, the things that he used to enjoy, um, you know what it was? He was burnt out. He was burnt out after a long career, or being in the middle of a long career. And he started visiting this octopus, or he found this octopus. And he was like, you know what, what if I start visiting this thing every day? And spoilers for the documentary, he ends up forming a, a bond with this thing, and this octopus, she starts, I mean, they become close, they become friends, like she, there's this one part that was so beautiful, where it swum up, swam up, swam, whatever, it came up to him, after they haven't, hadn't seen each other for a while, and it latched onto him, and like, embraced him, and they, they had this moment, that was caught on film. It was so... I mean, it was inspiring. So you can either do that. Or you can become a clown rapist. It's like, you know... You got the freedom to do so. But if you understand people, it opens up so many doors. Especially now. In this age of nobody... Nobody really empathizing. Nobody really caring about one another. So if you're listening to this and you want to you want to build a career as the great Joey Coco Diaz said about a comic that went from nothing to something he said when he came back from the road you couldn't help but love him and that's the name of the game every interaction Every important interaction, because obviously you can't put on the show all the time. You'll get burnt out and, you know, want to kill yourself. <laughs> oh, is that funny? Yes. It is to me. But yeah, like, like if you, this is what I, I've found out. If you want to be a good interviewer, your goal shouldn't, or not an interviewer, if you want to be if you want to have a successful interview, don't worry about how you look, how you present, all that shit. Obviously, clean up a little bit. Don't go over there in joggers and a fucking torn hoodie and shit. Air Forces, all black Air Forces, like a psycho. 
like a don't yeah don't go in there with a your do rag and all black air forces <laughs> don't do that don't do, I strongly recommend not doing that or a hat unless it's a top hat and a monocle <laughs> we'll pull up to an I did you know what you know what next business meeting I have I'm gonna pull up in a a uh what is it a tailored a tailored suit a tailored suit that looks like the rocks have you ever seen the rock in a suit it's a tailored suit where it's just like it fits it's snug on the arms it's nice and snug on the arms but flexible so you don't look like a roblox character like a 2000s bodybuilder in a suit pulling up to the olympia I'm gonna pull up to. I'm gonna pull up in that bitch. <laughs> I'll I'll completely double down. I'm gonna I'm gonna. The next business meeting, I'm gonna rent. A horse-drawn carriage. Hire somebody that can drive the thing. I'll sit in the back of the the back carriage, the back of the carriage, like you do. And I will, I'll be wearing my tailored suit. That really brings out my guns, and my chest, and my shoulders, and my quads. But not too tight, so that it's not ridiculous. A nice, firm, fitted suit like Conor McGregor likes to wear. One of those. And then, a big top hat. Over-the-top top hat. I'm talking like a foot tall at least. At least, with a feather in it. Purple feather. And a purple tie. Because royalty. And I like purple. Not a bow tie, because I'm not lame. And a monocle. A fake monocle that I don't even need, because I have perfect vision at the moment. I'm going to pull up in that. And step out. <laughs> that would be hilarious. That would be great. Maybe I'll grow up my beard. I'll grow up my beard. I'll stop shaving for a while. Get a bunch of beard oil and just put it on my mustache so I can get a handlebar mustache. I'll pull up in that bitch looking like Arthur Shelby. And if anybody tests me, I'll I'll take their eyes, goddammit. With the razor blades attached to the back of my top hat. I'm like a shredded Doug Dimmodome. It's gonna be fucking crazy. It's going to be fucking crazy. But yeah, if the, if you your goal going into an interview should be that they can't help but love you. They can't help but love you not to get the job. Don't worry about getting the job. If they can't help but love you, then you're going to go fucking far. Cuz it's like, man, man, he fucked up, but goddamn it, I love him. He's so nice, he's so kind. And whether you believe that shit or not, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Because in my head, in my head, I believe I'm the biggest piece of shit in the world. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I believe I'm the biggest piece of shit in the world, so much so that I feel like I should die. And, I mean, it's that's depression talking, that's the suicidal thoughts, all that fun stuff. 
despite what everybody's telling me, you know, but I know that's not true. I know that's not true. I know it's my, my brain telling, playing tricks on me and all that shit. Luckily I'm in a good place where I can handle that. Um, but I know it's not true because people tell me it's not people tell me how kind I am. And I, I don't like being on my soapbox talking about myself, actually. This is making me quite uncomfortable. I didn't mean to go down this road, but fuck it. Like, you know, people people telling me that, like, I'm kind or whatever, and I'm nice. And I, I know it's fine because people smile when they see me. Like, today I had a pleasant conversation with a lady, and she's like, Hey, you're that dude from, from work. And I'm like, Oh, hey, I am. I remember you. How are you? And we had this nice conversation. And I know if I wasn't a good dude, then that shit wouldn't matter. But the point I was going to make is that even if you believe that you're not, if you start acting like that, then that's what you become. That's who you become. Even if it's hard for you. Because like, when I first started this quest for self-betterment, it was so fucking hard. Like I had a crazy temper. I hated everything. I wanted to kill everybody. I just wanted to fight. I wanted confrontation. That's what I lived for. Thankfully, I found inner peace, but that's that's through hard work. Because like you just you just have to continue to practice and eventually you can become more and more efficient at it. Your brain gets better at it. It becomes a, it starts adapting. It's the same as working out. You can work out your brain too. You can work out your kindness muscle. Or another example is like I had crazy social anxiety. Like to the point where I could barely function. I couldn't even keep eye contact with people. Still to this day it still fucks me up. I would rather not look at you when I'm talking. Just because of, you know, home shit and how I was raised. But like... Fuck, I lost my train of thought. Oh yeah. That if you keep if you keep practicing at it, what I did, I made it a point to talk to somebody every day. A stranger. Like whether it be at work, you know, when I was training, I was a freelance trainer at the time, and I was like, I don't like the fact that I can't talk to people. I hate it. I hate that I, I get super anxious and all that shit. And so it's just, you know, set a goal until you get better and better at it. And I forced myself, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to talk to one person a day. And then eventually it became two and then three over the course of months and months. So yeah, I, I challenge you to do that. Whatever, whatever you're insecure about, whatever you struggle with. I challenge you to to find a way to improve, to get better at it. If you don't if you're not likable, if people don't like you, if you notice, it's like fuck, man, why don't people like me, you know? Make it make it your mission to make one person smile a day. Yeah, it's going to cause for some awkward shit. It's going to suck. I mean straight up, it's going to suck because the way that you're programmed at this very moment, 
while listening to this the first time. How humble am I, assuming that you're going to listen more than, <laughs> more than once, or if at all. <laughs> assuming anybody made it this far. Um, but yeah, just try to try to do some shit to get better at it. Be, get creative with it. Get creative. Like, you don't have to work out. It doesn't have to be, like, a, a super taxing, like, I'm going to talk to every single person I ever see ever from now on until the day I die. And I'm going to say hi. And I'm going to be the jokester. If you don't like the fact that you don't know how to come up with a joke, start forcing yourself to throw a joke in there. Hell no, it's not going to land. But eventually it will. And it's going to feel fucking great because you tried. You've been trying. So I challenge you to do that shit. Do some shit. If you're socially awkward and anxious all the time when you're talking to people like me. You know, just figure out. Figure out a way to push yourself a little bit more and a little bit more every day until you get comfortable with it. Now, I don't know if... Um, cause right now, I, I mean, I still get uncomfortable in situations. There's some days where I'm like, man, fuck, I can't talk to anybody. There's no way I can do this shit. There's no way I can fucking record a podcast. I don't, I'm not funny. God damn it. This shit sucks. I can't talk. I can't do any of this shit. You just got to push past that. You gotta, you gotta just go. Just don't think about it. Just go. Just do it. Don't think. For me, I like to focus on my breathing. I learned that from Taoism. I believe it's pronounced Taoism, T-A-O-I-S-M, which is, I want to say a Buddha teaching, Buddhist teaching, where it's just this thing where you just focus on your breathing. You take all of your consciousness and put it into your breath. You feel the air going in your nose and then back out and filling up your lungs, feel it flow down your your neck and into your lungs and all that. And then you exhale and you feel the the longing for oxygen as the carbon dioxide comes out of your your system. And that's helped me get over it where I'm like I became I stop overthinking and I start calming down and I'm like all right, we're present again, we're back in this. Just come up with shit like that or another thing that another trick that I've taught myself is I realized in high school that I couldn't keep eye contact with anybody. Like, I could not do it to save my life. Even friends. Like, I could not look at them. I had to be looking forward and talking to them. It was crazy. And so what I did, I was like, you know what? From now on, I'm just going to pick an eye. I always pick the right eye. I'm, every time I'm looking at somebody, I'm staring directly into their right eye. Just make it simple, because I don't want to do that shit where you go back and forth between eyes. Like, I'm looking directly at your right eye. <laughs> and, I mean, that. I mean that's helped me. Just find a spot. Just find, find a detail in their eye. If you can't look at somebody's eyes, if you can't look them in the face, find a detail in their eye, like their, like, pupil, their iris, whatever, their color, and just hone in on that laser focused on it. Like, nobody's going to notice. Maybe they do, but fuck it. Who cares? Freedom, bitch. 
And then boom, you're having a conversation. Just don't think about Eventually, ev- obviously it's going to be weird and uncomfortable. And like still, especially when I'm formula- formulating a thought, I look away. I don't, I don't, I have no idea how anybody can fucking just be laser focused and shit. But yeah, I'm, I'm about to run out of time on the camera. I'll be back. But yeah, 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 that's, that's a little trick you can try if you're, if you notice that you're unable to keep eye contact or hold it or you get uncomfortable with it, just pick an eye and just stare at it. Just stare at it. They don't have to know what's going on. They don't got to know. Because to them, it's like, oh, this dude is, he's very present. He's staring at me. And on the inside, you're like, oh my God, I can't hold this conversation anymore. I got to get the fuck out of here. I got to get, look away, look away, look away, look away. You're just fucking panicking, freaking the fuck out. Can't, can't handle the shit. (laughs) In your head, you're thinking about, I don't know. I don't know, throwing... Throwing a baby out the window. Who knows what you're thinking about? You're like, what if this person just... It's like, what if spiders started pouring out of their eye sockets? Wouldn't that be crazy? Meanwhile, they're just sitting there jawing at you about their latest art project. They're talking about their... You know, their issues. Like, they can't have a child. They're barren. It's like, I don't care, Stacy. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, don't you know that I'm thinking about other things? Like a four-legged frog? All frogs have four legs. You don't know that? I'm sure there's a, a frog out there built like a tripod. Uh, how about a frog with... How about a bipedal frog riding a bicycle? Like that old meme. If you remember that, you're a legend. Shout out to you. That was my favorite meme ever. Dat boy. I don't care if it's cringe. I didn't give a fuck. I even drew it on the chalkboard like months after it was a thing. I didn't care. I didn't care. That teacher was hot as fuck too. Out of respect, I won't say her name, but if you went to Central Catholic history teacher that was fucking fine as shit, you know. God damn it, you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you fucking know. You know exactly who the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, she was actually really nice. She was such a nice lady. You just had badonkers. Big ass biddies. <laughs> boom, boom, bitches. <laughs> Some heavies. And she had that ass, man. We had a dress down day, man. She would dry, oh, come around in those tights and the football jersey. It was a little too tight. It's It's like, shit, man. No wonder everybody got an A in fucking history class. (laughs) With those DSLs. God damn, she had some pretty ass eyes, too. Fuck. Always had her nails done. Man. Man, I love that class. (laughs) Uh, Oh, man. God, I suck, dude. In high school, I was such a fucking weirdo. I was such a fucking weirdo. <laughs> Man. Man. 
Whatever. 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 We got to get focused. Get focused. Stop thinking about your old teacher. Stop thinking about that old fine ass teacher with the with the long ass built legs. God damn. God damn. Hmm. I wonder if I went back if if she would cuz like that's one of those things where it's like I don't know if you guys have ever seen this, but sometimes if you're going through the yearbook and you just remember or like you go and visit a high your old uh your old school and it's like damn I man I thought she was bad as fuck and then it turns out you were just blinded by your puberty when in reality she was like a like the 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 teacher you thought was hot as shit was like a 50 year old woman you just thought she was hot because she had big ass tits or like a a curvaceous body and you were so fucking horny because you were at the prime of like 14 15 just fucking raging boners every day teacher calls on you in class you got to get up hands in your pockets sometimes you got to squeeze the shit out of it just to force the blood out <laughs> Maybe that's why my dick's small. <laughs> no, I never had to I never had to resort that. I was always one of those tuck guys. I was one of those I'd tuck it up into my waistband. I do not miss those random boners. The Lexapro really killed those. <laughs> um Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't miss, I don't miss those random ass boners. Yeah, in high school I was a fucking weirdo. Oh, were you Anakin? You got an you do a podcast with like sixty Funko Pops and a PC behind you. You're wearing an anime shirt. Were you weird in high school? Were you awkward? Who would have saw that coming? Who the fuck would have saw that coming? Not me. Not me. I never would have saw that coming. Not me. I thought I was. I thought I was cool. No, I knew. I, I knew I was weird as fuck. I remember. I used to have like in high school. I used to have battles in my mind where I'd be like, "Man, if I really wanted to, I could just. I could be a cool kid. I could just fake this shit." I remember distinctly. It was sophomore year. I was thinking about it. I was like, man, my friend group. Like, I'm I'm kind of lame as shit. Like, we're fucking... My friend group is a bunch of fucking heathens. Like, we're all weird. But, like, I'm decent enough at football where I could be... And enough people like me on the team where I could be a cool kid. And I could get bitches if I wanted to. And, like, just di slowly distance myself from my friend group. I remember having these thoughts. I was like, should I? Thank God I didn't, and I stayed true to myself, because fucking Lord knows. Lord knows where I would be if I started worrying about the vanity and appeal of everybody. And that's something I ran into last year, too. I got caught up, I got caught up in the vanity of everything. Yeah, I doubled down. 
I gotta stop saying double down. I say that a lot. Use other words. I battened down the hatches and prepared for the the next few years of being the weird guy. But yeah, like it. I knew. I knew that wasn't the way to go. The temptation was there for sure. I mean the. The quarterback at the time was my lifting partner. I was getting invited to parties that I didn't care about. You know, I would just, I would make people laugh all the time. Not all the time. I would piss some people off. <laughs> it was worth it, though. It was fucking worth it. They were cunts anyway. But whatever. Yeah, you know, I was, yeah, I guess I chose me and I chose my friends. And it was worth it. It was worth it. I got some bonds and I got some cool motherfuckers. Some smart motherfuckers. Some driven motherfuckers. I'm excited to see where they go. I'm excited to see where my friends go in life. As we all go on this separate journey. As we become adults. As we become men and women of this free nation. Of this world. I'm excited to see what what happens to us. I'm excited to see where things go. I'm pretty fucking excited about my generation. I'll be honest. I'll be completely fucking honest. Because I think the generation ahead of us, and I know I'm like, I'm like at the weird middle spot because I was born in 2000s, where I'm not quite a millennial and I'm not quite a Gen Z. I'm like that weird gray area, like right on that line. I think I'm technically a millennial. But I don't know. I don't know. Because this is what I think about my generation, okay? I think there's two there's two, ca- two categories that you can place young adults. Like people that are in their... I'll just say, yeah, young adults. Like 18 to, what, 27 or so? Mid-20s, late-20s. You got the bitches, the pussies, the fucking idiots, the wokesters, the fucking, the people that just, I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even know how to describe them. They're just fucking straight up pussies. Like, like, oh my God, we got to work on inclusivity and, and all this shit. And we got to save the Ukraine because the Ukraine, the Nazis in Ukraine are, they're fighting for their lives. The Nazis over there. The neo-Nazis, those motherfuckers, the Ukrainians, they're, they're dying, they're, they're, Putin's bad, and every, we gotta worry about the, the blacks and the Jews and the, the genders, and like, shut the fuck up. Like, there's those, there's those kind of people. There's the bitches. And then there's the other group. And this is the group I'm excited to see what the fuck we do. The no-nonsense motherfuckers. The zero-tolerance motherfuckers. The tired of everybody's bullshit motherfuckers. The motherfuckers that don't take goddamn anything. The motherfuckers that are trying to do shit and trying to handle business, but we're constantly being put down by the people that are in charge right now. Because they're scared. They're too scared. They're too power hungry. Whatever the fuck it is. Their hubris is too insane. Too insurmountable. Seemingly insurmountable. 
They're too self-absorbed. Because the motherfuckers that are running shit right now, they need to let go. Let it go. We got politicians freezing up on the stand. We got fucking Joe Biden with dementia and shit. We got all these crazy motherfuckers. These people that their brains aren't processing. They should be in a retirement home. Let it go. And they, I guarantee they fear us. They fear the motherfuckers like us. They fear the ambitious motherfuckers. They fear the people with the will to keep going despite 9-11 happening, then COVID. What else? What, what, I'm missing something. There was, a, there was a big gap there. <laughs> there was a big gap there. There was a big 19-year-old gap. Because, like, you think about... You think about the shit that my generation has been through, right? How's this start? How's this fucking start? Let's say you were born in 98. Okay, 98. Guess what? 2000s is coming around. 2000s is fucking coming around, right? Let me throw this book about. Get that shit out of here. 2000s is fucking coming around. Everybody thinks that the world is about to end. Everybody's calling it. Everybody's saying that shit is fucking over. Y2K is about to happen. You're growing up with that shit. Everything's over. Like, you're you're two years old, and... I don't think people give infants and early, early on, like, I don't know, children. They don't give children enough credit. Kids are fucking smart as shit. It's crazy the kind of shit that they can pick up on. And if you're constantly being bombarded in your while you're developing very early on with doom and gloom. So that's how you come out the womb. Okay? You come out the fucking womb. Everybody's in their big baggy ass shorts. Baggy ass shirts, I mean. Baggy ass pants. With their goatees. Their sole patches. They got giant jeans with open toe sandals on. Just the 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 weirdest. They got their layered shirts on. Which I'm, I I actually kind of dig. I kind of fuck with that. I'm not gonna lie. I almost wore another one. I know I wore it on the last podcast, but that's not the point here. So you start with Y2K, okay? Everybody's calling doom and gloom. A couple years later, 9/11 happens. What are you, four by this time? So you, you're you old enough to start understanding shit. I was only one years old at the time. That's why I'm like at that weird gray area. But you're in... You got 9-11 next. And then what happens a few years later, this whole stock market crashes. And you're wondering, you're sitting there fucking wondering. While your parents are sitting there screaming and getting a divorce and shit. Yelling in the kitchen while you're watching Hip Hop Harry on PBS or whatever it was on. Watching the Chomp Discovery Channel. If you know about the Chomp, shout out to you. It's a, a fucking deep cut for people that couldn't afford DirecTV at the time. It's like you, people, I guarantee you, because like, that shit's tanked, and I fucking, I bet that shit Caused a giant uptick in divorces. 
So your parents probably split when you were about eight or so. Guarantee it. It's more likely than not that that, like, that coincides. Because the whole housing market collapses and you're like, you go from a home, a nice home, you're eating, you're eating good every night, you're being raised with a loving family, or so you thought. And all of a sudden the alcohol starts showing up, the the arguments are starting, the houses are gone, you're moving to an apartment. You're still a kid, you don't know what the fuck's going on, but you understand enough to be sad and confused. And then next Shit, I mean I mean next you got the the whole Oh, and going back to fucking nine eleven, they signed the Patriot Act. The Patriot Act happens. And then you get, you know, all my Ohio people. Fucking LeBron leaves. That that was tragic. (laughs) LeBron leaving the Cavs the first time was equally as tragic as 9-11. I said it. (laughs) It was heartbreaking. It was heart-wrenching. It was hell. How could, how could the king leave his kingdom, leave his throne to collect dust, to go to the Miami Heat? No, but that was sick. That was, that was kind of sick to watch. I'm not going to lie. I didn't even understand basketball. I still don't understand basketball, but even I can appreciate that shit as hard-headed as I, as hard-headed as I am. But yeah, so 9-11, 9-11 happens. You had Y2K, 9-11, Patriot Act. And then you get the whistleblowers. You get the fucking whistleblowers. Where the apparently the government's just watching us now. We become a, uh, a dystopia. The lid gets popped that it's a dystopia. And so you grow up. And around that same time, the iPhones came out. The first, the first forms of social media are coming out. Cyberbullying is happening now. Nobody understands it. I'm in there fucking 10 years old. Maybe like 9 or 10. No, I got my first phone at 10. And that was when I started watching porn. Like straight up. 10 years old. Fucked up my whole development. Fucked up my whole development. Whatever. My whole sexual development. The first time I had sex, I had ED. I couldn't finish. Because I was so used to porn, it felt so weird. I was like, wait, this is sex? I thought this shit was supposed to be, like, good. It's like, you know, the first time is never good. The first time you fuck is never good. But, like, my shit, I mean, I thought, like, straight up, straight up, I thought I was gay. That's how bad my experience was the first time. But that's beside the point. Um, so, yeah, you're, like, you're growing up in this whole completely new world, un- uncharted territory of people comparing other people. And then you're constantly being told as you grow up. And let me let me just harp on this for a moment. All growing up, all growing up, Everything I fucking heard 
was you can't trust every, anything that's on the internet because anybody can write it. And that goes back to my original point of just because somebody's fucking likable doesn't mean that they're right. Even in my case. Even in my case. Like, who knows? If you grew up in the suburbs and all that fun shit, like you had a family that was solid, you had a stand-up father and a, you know, a, a solid mom that was constantly there for you. You guys are having pancakes and eating breakfast and shit, and the worst problem that you've ever faced was getting a getting a D on a test. It's like, good for you. I'm wrong. Just because I'm super handsome and likable and the greatest man to ever walk the great, this earth, second behind Jesus Christ, I mean, it's a very close second. Very close second. Very close second. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we just grew up, we grew up, I constantly heard you can't trust everything that's on the internet. And now it's, it's like, I heard on a podcast that doing this is bad for your lower back. I read on Wikipedia this happened, so it must be true. And like teachers, teachers constantly would double down on the fact that. There, I just said double down again. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, hi, buddy. What are you doing? Ruggles is in this bitch. He's making an appearance. What's up, dude? Come here. Come here. Stretching out. All right. When you when you decide, there you are. Hi, buddy. Hey, buddy. Little boy. Um yeah, now now it's like some article some article that doesn't even have anything to do with the subject that was just completely clickbait that ha- is full of typos. Just commas fucking everywhere. Now that's the end all be all. After growing up the the first I don't know. I do know. I do know. It's just bull. It's crazy shit. It's bullshit. It's like, why the fuck are we blindly following the internet? But anyway, okay. So that happens. Then you got um, the whole stock market crash and all that fun shit. You th- you don't fully understand what's going on, but you can tell that everybody's stressed. And what what, what does that take us to? We had a, we had a little bit of a grace period. And then Donald Trump, that whole fiasco starts happening. Then the nation is more divided than ever. The woke people are starting to take over. They're starting to take control. People are starting to get canceled. You don't know what the fuck you can and can't say anymore. It's just it's just one thing after a fucking another through this generation, man. It just hasn't stopped. And all of this, all of this, so you had the Trump, then, you know, not even four years later, fucking COVID happens. The whole shutdown happens. And then, whatever, whatever, I already got a a strike for talking about it and shit, but you know what, fuck you. Fuck you, because I've had enough. I've had enough of this shit, and I know other people feel the same fucking way. I've had enough of this fucking madness. With all the lies and the deceit and all this crazy shit. 
you had the whole and then I I've not even not even gonna talk about the fact that fucking one of our heroes, Kobe, died. <laughs> like, I don't know why I laughed at that. that Cause that that was sad. That was pretty fucking sad. One of the greatest sports, the most stand up men in the all of just sports, I guess. Cause he was such a kind man and Kobe didn't flinch. Kobe didn't fucking flinch. What a great video. If you just look up if you haven't seen that, if you don't know what I'm talking about, just just look up Kobe didn't flinch. It's electric. Boogie oogie oogie. So you have that. And it's like so you had COVID and then people forcing you to get to vaccines and all that fun stuff, which you've already heard ad nauseum. And then we're just straight up getting gaslit now that Joe Biden is fine, that our the fr- the the leader of the free world, the leader of the greatest empire that the world has ever seen, is out there senile. And going and this brings me back all the way around in full circle that I think that there's a group of pussies. A bunch of pussies and followers and woe is me motherfuckers. And then there's the hard asses. There's the people that don't give a shit. They won't take this shit anymore. They're standing up for what they fucking believe. People are... Kids. Kids my age. Oh. Before I get into that. All of that bullshit was compounded by the fact that we were raised with boomers. People that were fully self-centered. People that only cared about themselves. They only had themselves in mind. And that's who's running shit right now. And they won't give away the reins of power. But guess what? Guess fucking what? We're biding our time. We're biding our fucking time. We're biding our fucking time. Me and and my brothers. My brothers and sisters. About my age. That are ambitious. We're fucking hungry. We're fucking ready. Because we're up next, bitch. And you better get ready. Because we're... These bad motherfuckers... These bad motherfuckers my age... When that lid pops off of Pandora's box... You're fucked. We're about to change some shit. I have full faith. I have full faith in those... In my... You know, just straight up. My brothers and sisters that are no-nonsense motherfuckers. The ambitious people... That are ready to go. We're ready to run shit. We've been waiting too long. We've had enough of just sitting by. Watching all this shit hit the fan. And not being able to do anything. I'm ready. I'm ready. And you know what my evidence is? The evidence that. All of this shit is bullshit. This whole economy and like all. Whatever this. The fucking lies that they're spreading. Because the constant narrative that I'm always hearing is that kids these days don't want to work. They don't want to fucking work. But that's just straight up not true. That's not true at all. That's not true even remotely. We do want to work. We want to run shit. How do I know? Because I have all my friends... All my friends are graduating right now, or have graduated. 
And they're putting in for jobs. They're putting in for jobs. They're hungry. They're ambitious. They're ready to fucking rock. They're ready to take the company by the balls. And guess what? Because For whatever reason, the boomers or whoever, whatever generation, I don't give a fuck about the generation. I'm not into categorizing people. The people that are running shit, they aren't hiring. They're... The game that they're playing is to go into a, um, to put out the fact that they're like on Indeed or whatever, they're, they're putting out that they're hiring, but they're really fucking not. They're just checking a box. Yeah. Like my friends, man, my friends, I'm, I'm watching it happen. I'm watching it happen. It's crazy. It's it's just wild. It's wild to me that these people have the audacity to complain. The bosses of companies or whatever, they have the audacity to complain after they fire some hard-ass working people. They won't even give them a shot. They won't even let them in. And they're like, nobody wants to work. I don't understand. I had 50 people reach out and I hired zero of them. I had all these people and who knows why? Who knows why? Who fucking knows why? Maybe it's maybe it's because they were white, you know? Maybe it's because they were black, maybe because they didn't fit the demographic that they were looking for rather than Considering if they were good for the job. Maybe they've been playing that fucking game. Who fucking knows? I just know that I'm fed up with this shit. And I know a lot of people out there are the same. They feel the same. So y'all get ready. Because when that group of motherfuckers, those bad people, those bad ambitious men and women, my brothers... My sisters, my fellow Americans, when we get our shot, you bet your ass we're going to take that shit by the balls and fucking run with it. And shit's about to change. Whether it be in five years, ten years, eventually those people that are powerful, the people that would rather give excuses and have some answers they're going to start falling off they're going to start falling off they're going to get a little too old they're going to start I mean straight up they're going to start dying and I bet that they're going to fucking hold on to those reins until they die until they pass away until they literally can't until it's just rigor mortis that's holding them on holding that grip but just you wait just you wait I'm excited I'm fucking excited, and I bet, I mean, if you're getting riled up, you're one of them. You're one of them. You feel the same way. I know I'm not the only one that feels this way. Five years, ten years, fifteen years. Shit's about to get real scary for people. Shit's about to get real scary for the opposition. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. My name is Anakin Meeker. Goodbye.